Encryption successful. Transmission begins. Observation report. Year 231. Month 1. Winter. Exiles end. Incident. Decryption of records. Just following up on those records we recovered, I've decrypted a bit more of the text, and I have to tell you, it's something else. Can't decide if it's the ravings of a deluded man or something truly groundbreaking, but... <laughs> well, I hope it's the latter. If we can find any way to verify this, it could really lend credence to the Taurus theory. How exciting is that? I know I'm not supposed to transmit any of this over the wave, but listen. This is just a teaser, okay? It won't mean anything to anyone who doesn't know what we know, hasn't seen what we've seen. So just listen. It's been uh, ten years now since we got in. This place is awful, but at least it's safe. I only wish more of us had survived the journey. <clears throat> I got married. Well, they don't do married here, but I joined a parent group. I'm raising a child. A real living child. They have those here, and they're healthy. Oh, I... I can't tell you what it's like when I look into their eyes. When they grab my hand, my face, their little laugh, the ridiculous face they make when they cry. It's all so much. When I think about it, it, it feels like my bones are trying to grow and push out of my body. Not in a bad way, but... Hmm. I was never good with words, not like you. I wish you were still here. I... I wish this child was yours. Amazing, isn't it? I can't wait to talk to you about this in person. Report ends. Slain the spider. Huzzah! Excelsior! Uh, Maeve, when the spider dies, you get a sudden, intense migraine.
I would what? like to start rummaging through my possessions to see if that would help with an anti-venom. What okay. Happened? Your your vision is swimming because of the migraine. So you start pawing through your bag of herbs and stuff, but it's, it's difficult for you to see what's there. You know it by touch for the most part, though. So what are you trying to find? Anything that would help me make a sort of antivenom? And would I be able to invoke my uh, draconian discipline to this task? Yeah, it sounds about right. So you use your draconian discipline. You're able to find one of your, your poultices that you hope will have uh, venom killing or venom blocking properties and you press it onto your back, onto that hole in your back where the spider stabbed you. But the pain doesn't stop. It does dull somewhat and your vision clears a little bit, but your head is still, it, it feels like there's something inside your head that's trying to pound its way out, basically. Oh, oh no. Oh, nah. Is there anything else that I know about spiders that I would be able to use here? Like maybe using their ichor or something? Uh, I mean, that's just, that's what, what gets them moving, right? That's, that's their blood style thing. You're not sure. It's, it's something you could try. To create an anti-venom, you make, well, you take the venom and you do something with it. So. So Maeve is having a difficult time focusing, but uh, maybe Maeve, you can get that information to the others and they can help you. Because Keva, it seems, knows a few things about spiders. So you'll probably know that spiders have, like, venom sacks in there somewhere. I'll just clutch my head and shout the irony of being undone by my own artifice. And I'll <laughs> relate shit to Keva. Oh, okay, Keva has that shift. She's gonna, she's gonna go uh, searching in the spider for the venom. Okay. You you start cutting open the spider following Maeve's direction. You you see a sack. That's probably what's required. Uh what do you do with it? Kevin's like, okay, Maeve, um how do we make the antivenom? What do I need to do? Can I can I make a roll to try and clear the brain fog and remember how to make the antivenom? You know how to make antivenom. You're an apothecary. You don't have to roll for that, and you've already you spent a fate point, I assume, when you invoked your draconian discipline. So we're still in this scene. You are in immense pain and discomfort. It's all you can do to get words out, but you will be able to guide them through this process. It's just going to be unpleasant for you. I can take it. Now, do you, do you all want to roleplay creating an anti-venom, or you just want to say that you do that? Okay, I'm fine with roleplaying that. <laughs> All right, take it away. Okay, um, I need one of you guys to go get a thing that we can mix the ingredients in, and or we can mix the ingredients here or whatever. Need someone to hold out their hands, and then we'll mix them. And then, what do we need to do, Maeve? Uh, I think we'll just say we did it. I'm actually not sure how the process is. Maeve explains. <laughs> Maeve explains the steps to you. Uh, what are you all going to use as a container for mixing? Well, we're in a food court. So Zonin yeah. finds a bowl and puts it in Emran's hands because he can hold it steady. All right. Sure. So Zonin uh, goes and he slides across one of the counters. Uh, you find yourself in what you only barely recognize as a kitchen, but they do have some metal bowls, which weird. Uh, you what? grab one of those and you bring it back out. 
uh, as soon as I place the bowl in the uh, um, in Emran's hand, uh, I reach into my bag and grab my chef's hat and put it on. Uh huh. I, I wish Emran could see that because he'd be very happy someday. Someday soon. Okay. And you mix together the antivenom. And how do you administer that? Is that do you drink it or do you pour it? Is it a poultice? Now, if I remember correctly, someone has to spit it into your back wound. Gross. I'll just that, chug it. Yeah, you only, um, when you get poisoned with like a snake or something, you're supposed to draw the venom out with your mouth. Uh, it doesn't work that way going back in. That's absurd. <laughs> I mean, is the apothecary. <laughs> yeah, she is. So who draws the, who's going to draw the venom out or try to draw the venom out? Emran's got this. Okay, Emran, this is a clever roll, though. Perfect. Emran doesn't got this. Okay, well, right, well you, you're able to suck out some of the venom from the wound in Maeve's back, and you, you, do, you do the best you can. Can I, can I give him uh, advantage by telling him my best sucking techniques? <laughs> uh, okay. Put some of the sucking hat. Uh, he he already made the roll, but sure. Oh, it's too late. Okay. You know it, it's no, too late. We already know it. that that Zonin was telling him all about his best sucking techniques. Um. You know, for uh, eating crab. Exactly. Are there crabs? Of course, there's crabs. Uh, Those godless monstrosities would survive any apocalypse. You egg-sucking son of a lizard. <laughs> wow. All right. So Maeve, uh, Maeve drinks down the anti-venom. She's, she's not looking good, but the, the pain is lessening a bit. You know that this is just going to take time and rest at this point, and keeping that wound clean and, uh, and covered at least. But we'll say that's a... That's a scene for that. You've defeated the spider and administered the antivenom to Maeve. So if you have any stress, clear your stress. Uh, and if you were compelled during this scene, you get a add a fate point to your total. With a scene transition, can we heal mild wounds, or is that only from sequence to sequence? Which one do you have? I have a mild one. Severe ouchie. Severe ouchie? Okay, someone has to help you overcome that somehow. How are you gonna? How are you gonna heal the severe ouchie? Um, I think it's the severe ouchie is probably burns from the the auditor beam. Yeah. So, ideally, it's just an aloe vera salve from Maeve's pouch, if at all possible. Okay. I just need someone far more clever than myself to administer it. Well, Maeve's out of commission, so who's our? Yeah. Who else I'd is be happy clever? to do it. Okay. Yeah, so you need to hit a two because that's the value of a mild consequence. Oh my gosh. You do it. He feels Yay. great. I'm a clever boy. <laughs> Emmerich is not. So where are you taking Maeve to rest? Uh, On the corpse of her defeated. <laughs> no. Like a tauntaun. I'll just nestle inside the spider. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to quickly... <laughs> I'm going to quickly uh, so unfasten uh, the blood tube from Emran and tell him I'll be right back. I want to run up to the footprints and ask where the infirmary is. 
infirmary runs up if i'm conscious enough i'd like to shout bring me the skull from the office the voice says infirmary not found uh, barracks 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 hotel yes hotel upper level west okay perfect i uh, run up and grab the skull and then come back down okay and now we have the picture of the character that you made yeah the skulls for uh sizing hats that's the most macabre hatting tool I've ever seen, and I love it. What better tool for sizing a head than a head? Got me there. <laughs> Did you keep the arbiter head from the helmet? Oh, was there a head inside the helmet? I imagine it fell out when you picked it up. You know, like in Star Wars. Yes. The scene they didn't show. Yeah. If I uh, put it on my head, it will allow me to see... Keva has probably moved Maeve to one of those flat counters, but she's on her stomach so that the wound stays clean or whatever. Okay, so you push some some of the desks together, and uh, or the tables, really. You push some of the tables together, and she's she's up there. All right, what do you want to do? Maeve's, Maeve's resting. Maeve's probably asleep at this point. Well, I'll tie myself back <laughs> to Emren. The rest of you are probably getting pretty exhausted, too. It's, I mean... Dang, it has been a time for y'all. Yeah, yeah. There is a hotel up uh, up two floors into the west. If you want, we could we can try and make it there. That be a much better rest. As you survey the party, Emrin is actually just passed out. Anyone? No. Uh, no, I'm. You know, uh, we can wake him up and. You can lead him, and I'll carry Maeve, and Deg can spot us. All right. Zonin takes his, uh, whatever hat he was wearing previously, puts it back in his bag and takes his nightcap out. You've taken your chef's hat off and put on your nightcap? Yes. Okay. Quick question. Do I have to roll to be able to carry Maeve? No. Maeve does not weigh much. A slight and brilliant hero. You're getting a piggyback ride. So you're, where are you heading? You're heading toward, you're trying to find the hotel? Yeah. All right. So the, the thread thing said upper level west, which would be to the left from where you entered. Is that where you're going? Go to the stairs up? Yep. That's where we're going. Okay. To, I guess, the hotel. Would we know what a hotel is? Would we know that it's like an inn? I think you know what a hotel is. Awesome. You've at least heard of hotels that exist in the cities, in the seven cities of the, uh, of the, of the domain. Hmm. So you head up the stairs on the west side, and lights come on above you as you go. And you get to the top, and there's a hallway heading to the left. There's a hallway heading to the right. And ahead of you, there are six doors with some of them have bits of glass in the middles. Others of them, the glass is all gone. There's these doors that are leading into a room beyond, a large, what looks like a lobby, and it's uh-huh. it's clean in there. There's no dust. Of course it is. Everything looks kind of old and falling apart, but it's clean, like just cleaned. I am a secret genius. Clean is better for wounds. Are you going to go in there? 
Well, is that the direction that the hotel is? This is the upper level, and you're on the west. Um, Keva has no objections. I'm all for it. All right. You're able to push through the doors. They're kind of rusted shut, but you're strong enough to get through them. And uh, inside, there's a bunch of plush couches to the right surrounding what looks like a long time ago was just a potted plant, but is now like a very small copse of plants that have spilled out and are growing over the couches. Um, on the left, there are some weird, you know, like a, a cabinets of some sort with glass fronts, some broken, some not, three of them. And directly ahead, there's a counter with some of that weird script on the wall behind it and more of that weird script on the part of the counter facing you. In this big room, is it like there are stairs leading somewhere else or no? Not that you can see from where you're standing right in the entranceway, but it looks like there might be openings to the left and right of that counter. Well, the couches look okay if a bit overgrown. Overgrown? There's a big potted plant, or what must have been a potted plant, in the center, and it kind of escaped its pot. I see. Oh, I don't. But... Yeah, I was just about to say. Now, there are some boxes on that counter as well, and um looks like there are some of those chairs behind the counter. I think Keva's gonna try to make things as comfortable as possible like she's gonna put Maeve on you know remove some of the foliage from the couch and put Maeve on it on her mm -hmm. stomach again um grab some of those chairs you know kind of set everybody up okay there's there's space on the couches for about three people to lie down the couches are like in a u shape around this little miniature forest okay um so, okay, Emran, you should get one of the couches because you're hurt. Maeve obviously gets one of the couches because she's hurt. And you two can decide who gets the couch first. And she means Dag and Sonin. I can, I can take the floor. No, it's fine. Or, sorry, yeah. Go ahead. Whatever you want. Oh, well, I don't, we do shifts for watch. We don't know what's going to happen in here. Emran chuckles to himself. Yeah. We have two people on watch at any given time, then no one has to sleep on the ground. Okay. I'll take first watch. Any one volun- which one of you? No, I'll also take first watch. Uh, okay. And there's just this mini forest in the middle of these couches, right? Yeah. So you're taking turns watching and sleeping. Yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, Dag, Kevin, and I will do a rotation. So as you're as okay. you're sleeping or as you're watching, we're not we're not going to do a bunch of rolls for watching. Nothing you know serious comes at you in the night or anything. But uh, the lights remain on as you're here in the in the lobby of the hotel, and uh, like insects keep sneaking around. Like there's a lot of insects. Uh, and they're all sort of concentrated around the couch where Maeve is. And they, they keep going over there. Just bunches of them. Oh, okay. 
Well, um, would animal magnetism help in this situation? Uh, I don't know. What do you want to do? Um, Keva is going to try to shoo them away. Okay. I mean, as you approach them and like wave your hands or feet at them, and anyone can do this, they, you know, they scatter. Then as soon as you're not standing there waving your hands, they start to creep back towards Maeve. Now, are they creeping towards her like they're attracted to the wound? None of them are going up onto the couch. None of them are going up onto Maeve. They're just congregating around the couch. Okay. So this happens throughout the night. Whoever's awake and on watch, you know, you're trying to shoo the, the insects away and they keep coming back and then just hanging out around the couch until you scare them off again. But the night passes and those of you who slept, you're able to get some sleep. You're feeling a little rested. You assume the night passes. You have no way of knowing you're indoors and watches don't exist. But yeah, you wake up and eventually a mave you come to as well. Everybody's up. It's maybe morning. Yay. Hi, Maeve. How uh, are you feeling? I feel right, Keva. I feel right. Like all right? Or right in, like, your decision? Or, yeah. Both. Okay. Just so you know, I think bugs really like you now. Maeve, you can hear things that aren't in this room. You're hearing things, sounds, that, as far as you can tell, aren't happening. What kind of sounds? Just, you know, footsteps, scuttling, dripping, environmental noises, but nothing that appears to be from this room. Although some of the voices when people are speaking to you sound like they're kind of doubled or tripled. Someone go outside and speak very softly. I would oblige, but uh, I don't know if Emron's up or not, and I'm not leaving him. I'm awake. All right, do you want to have a conversation with me outside? Sure. Great. You walk outside and I ask him how his sleep was. How was your sleep? Keva's very concernedly looking at uh, Maeve. I'm going to close my eyes and focus and see if I can hear them. Uh, Zonin, I want you to make a, uh, an overcome clever. You're going to need to do a great overcome there. Is that your role there? Okay. You don't hear them, Maeve. All right. Emran, yes. you, you still can't see anything. Sorry. Well, there was, a, there was a faint glimmer of hope for just that brief moment, Matt, and I thank you for it. Sure, no problem. But uh, there is a change. Instead of everything being black, everything is now white. Well, that's good. We're moving in a positive direction. Oh, maybe. Or, or my eyes are permanently blind for the rest of my life. We'll see. The good news is you're not in darkness. Which is far superior. Yeah. So at least there's that. So, what do you all want to do? You've got a bit of time left. I think I'll start off by dressing mine and Emran's wounds. Okay. 
check the uh, the burns on Emran. They're healing as you'd expect. You change the dressing on his eyes. They look the same. Although, you know, the, the color is not quite pure white anymore. It's it's not quite what you'd expect. I mean, you, you haven't really dealt with this kind of thing before, but uh, you do know that normally uh, if, if an eye had been burned in that way, it wouldn't be changing colors. Probably just stay white. So that's weird. Okay. Anything else? Well, everything is weird right now, so par for the course. Mm-hmm. Emran uh, holds the, the rib of gov shard up in, in front of his face. Okay. You hold. You do that. You hold it up. There's a slight, not not a shadow, but there's a bit of a, a coruscating cascade of colors. You see, go across your vision once, and then nothing. Yeah. He probably smirks just a little bit if anyone's looking at him, and then he tucks it away. Goes back in your pockets. Sure does. All of them, in fact. I'd also like to examine the uh, Auditor Gaunt that I picked up. Okay. You take a look at it. It is, uh, you know, a glove larger than a human hand. There was a human hand inside. It's presumably gone now. The uh, the break around the edges is it goes like maybe a third of the way up a forearm now, and then it's got sort of jagged edges. The metal is strange. It looks similar to the metal that uh, Emran's shield is made of. Anyone can pop in with stuff they want to do. We're doing a role-playing game. I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. Guys, uh, so today we could explore more and not fight spiders. I'm hoping. Yeah, Yeah, we should see... Find out where we are. Ideally, we find we find all four all certain forms of massive insect life and kill them. We should go back down. If there was food in that place, we should try to find some. Oh, unless we really plan on hunting bugs, we could eat the spider. We're not gonna eat that spider. I mean, you could. Oh, I'm eating that spider. <laughs> Roast spider legs. I'll eat the spider leg. If we eat it, we gain its courage. Oh, good call. Let's do it. It has no courage, only rage. Okay, I'll eat it if it's cooked. You head down to the food court, and the spider's corpse is still there. Uh, there's Everything is the same otherwise. There's that metal bowl on the ground, residue of the anti-venom in it starting to evaporate. Well, Keva's gonna say, well, before we eat the spider, let's look around to see if there's food first. If you insist. I stop, uh, as I was approaching the spider with my fabric scissors to cut off a haunch, I stop and look at Keva and say, oh, that's, that's a very good idea. Okay. So how do, you, how do you go about searching for food? I open the cupboards. Good. What cupboards? The first one I see. Uh, I there's tables. You said along one wall. 
Uh, there's tables sort of clustered around the pillar structure in the middle, and the walls all have what you would, as a player, recognize as like fast food restaurant fronts, storefronts. So I, I go behind one of the storefronts and rummage around. Okay. Yeah, Zona uh, saw a quote-unquote kitchen, and I don't know if he would, like, communicate that. Oh, yeah, there was a weird-looking kitchen behind this. Oh, right, that's where I got the bowl. Yeah. So maybe we could spread out and look for the, in the weird kitchens. Sounds good to me. What about to Sounds you? Sounds good. I like it. Emron, uh, do you want to come with me? Sure. Great. Okay. Now, Maeve and Keva, are you going together or are you going separately? Buddy system. Yeah, and Dag can stay in the middle. Dag will watch the spider corpse. Make sure no scavengers get to it. Are bugs still following Maeve? You look down and there's a bunch of little bugs around her feet. I'm going to try directing them. Nothing happens. You're still hearing sounds that aren't from this room, though. Well, bugs are a good source of protein, so we can just kind of... Once we run out of spider, we can just sort of kill the ones that are following you. I think they might think I'm their new queen. All hail Maeve, queen of the spiders. So, is there a nursery rhyme like that? In the real world or not? Like, I mean... No, that was a I bet there is. The tale of the spider queen. Sure, why not? Yes. Spider queen, spider queen. Oh god, please no. That's the traditional ballad of the spider queen. Are there any... Is there anything in these kitchens? Uh, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff in those kitchens. Um, you see these big old, like, huge uh, cabinets that are made of uh, metal, like the bowls. If you pull them open, though, uh, it's, it's a bad time. It's really awful smells. Lots of just, like, spores and fungus and mold. And stuff that might have been food once a very long time ago. Uh, You find some petrified apples. Winkies? When you open up the cupboards, you start to find some stuff that's been preserved. Uh, But a lot of that is also molded or, like, disintegrating or crumbling. But in one cupboard, you do find something that's got a clear wrapping on it. And it appears to be some type of bread. And it doesn't have mold on it. There's slices of bread that's unnaturally pale in this odd, crinkly fabric. Can I determine or discern in any way whether or not it's safe? You've never seen anything like this. You could try sniffing it or tasting it. Yeah, I'm going to take a taste. Okay. Uh, You rip open the package. It smells... Like, basically nothing. Uh, You put a piece in your mouth, you said? Yes. Well, I break off a little piece of a piece. Okay. Sounds like we're compelling your thirst for first here. Yes, indeed. Uh, So you put it in your mouth, you chew on it, 
it sort of chews into a sticky paste and then gradually disintegrates in your mouth. It it doesn't taste like anything. But But do I have the sensation of having eaten something? Yeah. It feels kind of like you ate. You know, it's going into your belly and you haven't died yet. Not a fan of that yet, but okay. There's some weird bread that Zonin's eaten that may be edible. The goal uh, would be to find honey, because I know that that stays preserved for a long time. Uh, you know, you're going through cupboards. There's there's bottles, and bottles have dried up sticky goop or residue in them. Some of the bottles are made from materials you don't understand, and they've collapsed in on themselves and leaked and created mold and mildew all around them. There's not a lot that's edible uh, that you can see. Most things have rotted away. There's that weird bread. Well, I call everyone over and say, Hey, hey everyone, I found a loaf of nothing, I guess. You found a loaf of nothing? Like, it doesn't taste like anything and kind of just disappears in your mouth, but it's filling me up. We could eat it with the spider. Yes. If it's like bread, we can make spider sandwiches. <gasps> okay. Uh, Zonin quickly pulls his chef's hat back out and heads towards the spider with his fabric scissors. So what are you planning to do with the spider's corpse here? And how are you planning to do it? I want to chop up some uh, some steaks. Was there okay. anything left of the venom sack? Uh, no, you used that. I want the fangs. Sure. I think uh, with a spider, it'd be best like to peel off the carapace and then, um, you know, take the meat and cook the meat. If it's anything like a lobster. <laughs> How are you going to do that? Uh, well, you know, I think Keva probably has a like a little knife or the or the shiv that they could try to pry the. You can you, know. you can get you can get through the spider's carapace. That's fine. How are you going to cook the meat? We're going to light a fire at that small forest in the middle of those uh, coaches. Oh, no. I suggest we not set our current dwelling on fire. Yeah, no, we're gonna get pieces of it in other flammable looking things. Make a little cook fire type area and probably make a fire from that and then cook it in like one of the metal bowls. Sure. So you're you're all trying to improvise uh, cooking methods for the spider thing. You, you break down some of the chairs that seem to be made of wood. There's paper that you could use as kindling, but it's currently in the books that uh, Maeve took. And you might be able to find some more paper with weird symbols on it in these old kitchens. A lot of it's crumbled away, but some of it's still usable. Uh, using that, you set up a little fire pit, uh, I guess, in a in a corner down here or somewhere down here, and you broil some spider flesh. 
Om nom, and om make nom, spider nom. sandwiches. Yeah, spider sandwiches, of course. Yay. It that's truly, that's got to be the first time I'm in, a, I'm in a role-playing game where what we're eating is just so horrible. It tastes a lot like crab or lobster. I assume Zonin had his uh, chef hat on during this. Oh, absolutely. I picture him like Kirby. I have determined the ability. All right, Sorry, that was that was a really bad Swedish chef impression. That's also bad. Sorry. So your your spider sandwiches are pretty good if you like that type of flavor. I uh, like the the crab style flavor. Uh, you know, it's dense and filling. But it's not cheese. No. It's also not lethal. Doesn't appear to be. We hope. Ah, the entire party dies. Yeah, the spider is venomous, not poisonous. Ah. Ooh. Science. All right. So you've found uh, a food source. The spider will probably last for a little while before it starts to go bad. You could probably manage three, four days on what's in that carapace between that and the uh, the bland bread. So you're okay for now in terms of food. We should be heading down to the shops to find supplies. And better weapons. Yeah, so I guess if we explore... So it's the floor below where we are now, right? Shops are on this floor. You're in oh. the food court. Shops are further to the north and further to the south. Wait, food court, hotel... Are we in the West Edmonton Mall? No. It was worth a shot. I'd also like to note that I have been periodically looking down at the bugs that are following me and mouthing or trying to telepathically tell them that I am their new liege. Uh, they they haven't they haven't responded. They're just huddled around you. Can we, uh, out of character and all that? What was the flavorless bread type of thing? It's just Wonder Bread, basically. Oh, boy. <laughs> so it is lethal. <laughs> Shame on these heathens for not having peanut butter. Peanut butter and spider haunch sandwich. They mm -mm. might have had peanut butter, but, you know, it probably molded like everything else. It's been an extremely long time, as, as you can probably figure from the state of things since anyone else was here. Well, the emergency was like 200 years or more. So. 264 exactly, as far as anyone knows. So Keva's working theory here is, okay, this is from before the emergency. It was like some weird like travel hub that was like, okay, so here you can sleep, and oh, here you can buy food, you know? That that's her working theory. Is the uh is that cook fire still going? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean no. It would have <laughs> it, it would have been I, I imagine we would have like had it contained like the rock. I mean I figured we'd put it out when we weren't cooking. Yeah, yeah. that's a good call. We don't need the warmth or the light. All right. Just wondering about, you know, smoke and stuff. Oh, gosh. Imagine the sprinklers coming down and our characters trying to understand. What? 
How can uh, I bring you around? You heading down towards the shops? Yep. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So are you going to go north or south first? North. Okay. Uh, you head up north, and the food court eventually ends once you get past the uh, the 20 storefronts. And you go to, there's an area at the end, there's a hallway on one side and a hallway on the other. And then there's sort of a, another structure in the middle, which you uh, can sort of intuit is there to support the stairways going up on the, on the floor above you. But in there, there's, a, there's a, another little, we'll just call them storefronts. Your characters have probably figured that out by now. There's a larger storefront in that central uh, in between the two hallways at the end. But there's, well, you know, there, there's a door on the side. I wish to enter the door. Okay. The door does open. Uh, it takes a bit, but uh, it appears that if it did have a lock, it was so rusty and so old that it, it's no longer working. So the door does swing open, and uh, you go on in there. And there's more of these... Uh, more of those panels with the crystals on them. Uh, and these ones are not currently glowing. And uh, on the back wall, facing out towards the food court, are more of those tall, thin uh, lockers, those cabinets. I'll open the cabinets. Okay. There's similar stuff to upstairs. There are more cabinets. Uh, some of them have tools that you sort of recognize as brooms and mops, uh, and there's some bottles with evaporated liquids inside that you, as an apothecary, know you probably shouldn't open because the fumes might be bad. Get more tools, these cleaning supplies, and um, no more skeletons in this one, fortunately. That is good. Now, there's also, uh, in one of them, is... Uh, some more of those books with the sort of tortoiseshell style covers filled with the same unusual script. But there's also, at the bottom of one of them, a book made of very thick, hard paper. Uh, and it's got very thick, hard, glossy pages. And you're going to look through this book? Yeah, I'll take a peek through it. It's got very bright colors. Uh, and on the first page, there is a symbol, and then next to it, there's a picture of an apple. On the next page, there's a symbol, and there's a picture of a bee. And it goes on like that. Is there a picture of a cat on the third page? Yep. Dog? Yes. Yeah, there's a dog. Now, what is this thing on the next page? You've never seen anything like it. It's got like an arm for a nose. Truly a uh, horrific beast. Hideous. Wait, is G goat? It is. Oh. Well, you don't know what a G is, but there's a symbol there and a goat next to it. It looks like our peoples weren't so different after all. Except for this horrific monstrosity. There are other things you don't recognize throughout the book, but, you know, this could be useful. Might come in handy later. It's like a Rosetta Stone. I'll keep it with the other books. All right, you do that. Okay, so you head down towards the shops, and this is different from the food court. There are a lot of rooms, you know, decent-sized rooms, and 
The rooms have walls facing onto the hallway, but the walls are or were made of glass. So you can look through them. A lot of them are very dusty or grimy, so you can't see through them, but others where the glass is missing or where the glass isn't as bad, you can see inside and there's a variety of different types of shops. Some of them make sense to you, others don't. It's um, to be described in vivid detail what everyone else is saying. <laughs> well, this store has um, weird like box things displayed. I don't know what they are. In this store, it has clothes. Well, had clothes. Uh, yeah. You do see in one of the stores, there's um, shoes. And some of them look like they're still intact, but they're all very old. And some of the clothes are still intact, depending on... Some of them look like maybe they're made from goat leather or sheep leather or dog leather. So they're a little more durable, but uh, they're still sort of not looking great. I don't know how to describe these in character, but are there high tops there? Of course. Yeah, uh, Zonin's very drawn to these high tops. No one wants to try <laughs> and put a, put a pair on. Okay, you, you pick up a pair of high tops. They're just, when you get the dust off them, they're vivid neon colors. Um, yes. And they have this fastening system that one side, it's got these two tongues that go across the top of the shoe. And one side of the tongues is very rough and the other side is very soft. And when you apply the rough side to the soft side, it stays. So I, I want to uh, try and see if I can discern how to properly fasten these to my feet. It's fairly intuitive. You feel like a child could do it. <laughs> I see. <laughs> well, I'd like to put them on. Uh, you, you find a pair that's close to your size and you, you put them on. They're pretty comfortable. Does it feel like I'm uh, walking on air? Not quite. Jordans? No? Okay, just checking. Uh, they, are, they are very old. You don't know how long they'll last. Okay. Uh, um, now, is there, like, some sort of equivalent to, uh, well, I don't know if other people, uh, Claire's or, like, a jewelry store? You do see some decorative jewelry in a store. Some of it's very nice. Others of it is not. Some of it's made from... In some of the shops, it's made from real metals and gems. In other shops, it's made from material kind of like that weird tortoiseshell stuff. And it looks corroded mm -hmm. and, and gross. Well, obviously, Keva is not going to care about the stuff that looks gross and looks like it, you know, it might break. But she sees some hair clips or whatever that don't look gross. And she kind of figures it out, and it's like, oh my gosh. Yes. And, you know, she cares about hair. And she, like, braids her hair, you know, somehow, like, is redoing her hair to integrate this new hair bling. She's having a lot of fun with it. All right, so... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of stuff down here. There's one shop that has... It looks like a weapons shop, uh, but you go in and there's like a very elaborate sword. Uh, you pick it up and it just kind of falls apart. Was was not well made. Uh, Amarin, if you if you feel it or, or touch it, you can 
You're, you're basically disgusted by the terrible quality of this thing. It doesn't even hold together. But that shop does have also some some knives that look like they're used for cooking, but you could maybe get some other use out of them. If they're sharpened enough, they'll work. Some of them are sharp, some of them aren't, but there's, of course, whetstones also in these shops, so you can you can sharpen stuff. I'm also going to be on the hunt for other bags or backpacks. Okay, you, you, find, uh, you find some. There's a whole shop full of bags. Some of the bags look like boxes with wheels on them for some reason. There's sticks coming out of them. Handles. Others of the bags are the, the kind you're used to. Satchels. Uh, some are backpacks. Most of them have rotted away, but some of them are made of durable enough material that they're still they're still working. I'll distribute them and just kind of reiterate anything that can be used as a weapon or, you know, for survival. Just take it. Keva's going to take a pink one. Like neon pink. You know, of course, there are plenty of them in very bright colors, but they are faded from the ages. Wait, is there one with like, like it's like that like pleather, like holographic, multicolored type? There probably was, but if, if there was, the, the material hasn't lasted long enough. Dang it. The stuff you're finding that's lasting is like leather, stuff like that, or very heavy canvas. Well, I... Keva has a big pink transport now. <laughs> what was that? Oh, I just would like to grab a second uh, bag. Like, my first bag is pretty full of hat-making tools and hats. Yeah. And so I want to find something that is uh, large and durable. That can be slung over my other shoulder. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Is there a bag? Oh, wait, no, it wouldn't have lasted. Never mind. Wait, are there hats? Like... Of course there are hats. <laughs> oh! Describe them, please. Walks into post-apocalyptic lids. <laughs> Uh, you know, there are hats that have, it looks like a skull cap, but with uh, a brim on only one side sticking out of it. It's a very flat brim. You're not sure how useful this hat would be because it doesn't cover the side of your face or the back of your neck at all, but there it is. There are some hats with floppy brims. There's some hats that are very tall. You know, there's just a variety of hats available. Some Are there any top rough. hats or witches hats? You know, there there are hats that have a pointy, uh, a pointy top and a wide brim, sure. And like I said, there are tall hats with with a brim on them too. You you do find a shop that has very nice hats that have lasted fairly well. They're only a little faded. I will grab one of every different type of hat. It's going to take up a lot of space, but uh, if you're willing to lug lug it around, that's up to you. I'm more than willing. Now, is there a store that's like mostly black and there's like, I don't know, weird things in there? Like, where's the hot topic at? Yeah, that's what I was asking. <laughs> well, like I said, it's there'd be a clothing store, but you have to think about what types of materials are going to last over at least 264 years, if not longer. So the Funko Pops would probably still be around. There are children's toys that you see. Some of them are hideous, yes. Um, <laughs> not not exactly in that in that way, but there are things that you'd recognize in our day as toys or collectibles. 
So you're, you go through the shops and there's basically almost anything you could want to find except food. And a lot of the things that are made from materials will have degraded or disintegrated. But this is a resource that you can use. You can come here and try to find things in the shops. You've been here for several hours already today. Uh, so this is just the north end as well. Like if you visit the south end, it's also full of all kinds of different shops, all kinds of different materials and stuff. Some things you can understand, some things you can't. There are bookstores full of moldering old books in various scripts, none of which you can understand, some of which look almost familiar, but just not quite. And it's a very exciting experience, but it's also haunting because Every once in a while, you, you do open a back room or a back door and you find there's a skeleton. Or you find, you know, there's the remains of some animal or the remains of some uh, insect. You find a few husks that perhaps large spiders grew out of as they continue to grow. So there, there's definitely more somewhere. So I would like to know two things. Yeah. I am collecting the skulls. For the skull throne. Alright. You're collecting skulls. A big spider husk. I will look down at the insects that I assume are still mass massing around my feet. And yeah. I will remind them what happened to the other spider that trifled with me. Sure. They, they don't respond, but they're still following you. I will assume that if someone found, like, a pet store with a bunch of dead animals, people tried There's, to steer... There's no pet store there. Uh, Oh, good, because Keva would have cried. No, there's definitely no store full of dead animals here. Is there a house of knives? You were already there. Oh, right. So there's, again, imagine a mall. It's got all those shops, but they've been left empty and rotting and exposed for 264 years at least. And it'll take you a while to get through all of them. This is a large structure that you're in. And this is just one floor of it. There are more floors below you. There are at least two floors above you. Who knows what's in that hotel? And this here is the hub. This is the place from which you will launch all of your adventures from now on. So between now and our next session, there's going to be some time that passes six weeks. And in that time, you're going to be scouring some of the floors of this building. Others you can't get to yet. They're blocked off or the doors are too strong and too locked or whatever the case may be. You don't know where they are. And you're going to be deciding, you have to pick together, one section that you want to thoroughly explore and map during that time. And then we'll say that you've done that for the next session and we're going to move on from there. So think of this as your home base. This building is gradually, hopefully, going to become yours. So you've got six weeks between now and our next session and we'll talk about the very specifics of what's going to happen, you know, off recording, but that's all for today basically. We're going to bring our session to a close as you continue to explore the underground mall. So until the next time, all the best.
All the best. Yeah. Bona nocte. Hey folks, thank you for joining us for the seventh session of Splinters of a Broken Sun, Chapter 2, Part 2. Splinters of a Broken Sun is an actual play podcast. We are using the Fate Accelerated Edition system, a game by Clark Valentine, Leonard Balsera, Fred Hicks, Mike Olson, and Amanda Valentine, based upon Fate by Rob Donahue and Fred Hicks. We hope you'll subscribe to us and leave us a review on iTunes if you enjoy what you hear. Kevajarma is played by Keekers. You can find her on Twitter at BSBaseCat. Emron Pack is played by Michael Blood. You can find him on Twitter at GoodSirBlood. Maeve Sentis is played by OG Brown Sugar, and Zone Enchant is played by Jason at Singing Chemist on Twitter. I'm your Master of Ceremonies, Matt. You can find me on Twitter at YCaliber or following our show at Broken Sun RPG. You can also read up on the lore of the land at splintersofabrokensun.tumblr.com. Just as a quick editor's note before we close out today, our players mentioned sucking venom out of a wound today, and that is something that you should not do in the real world. Venom spreads too quickly through the lymphatic system to be sucked out by human lips, and you might get sick in the attempt, so don't do that. Until the next time, all the best.